my hands as we talk are going crazy. So if you tied those down, I wouldn't be able to say anything. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Bible Geeks podcast. We're a couple of guys talking about God's word and how to apply these things into our life. I'm Brian Sheely. I'm Ryan Joy. And thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. This is our inaugural episode, the very first one. Can you believe we're actually doing this? Yeah, we've been talking about this for several years, five, six years. We threw around the idea probably during our canal runs that we used to do. Those were kind of the inaugural Bible Geeks podcasts, and all we talked about was Bible and all the sermons we were working on, and well, maybe not all we talked about. There might have been a Netflix show or something in there, but... (laughs) I assume there will be those kinds of conversations here on uh, the show as well, so... Sounds like a good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So, we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves and a little bit about what we want to get out of this show, but before we do, we're going to start off with a segment that we call Jesus Said. And so here's the idea behind this. Either Ryan or myself, we're going to choose a verse to read, something that Jesus said, and we're not going to coordinate this beforehand. So the reactions that we're getting, the feedback or the application of this verse into our lives that we're going to talk about, it's all real time. All right, so I'll give you the context here. We're in Mark chapter 10, roughly around verse 13. Mark records that they were bringing children to him that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked him. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms, blessed them, laying his hands on them. So what do you think? Oh, man, that's so powerful. We both have small children, so it just makes me think of how does my two-year-old, Nadia, receive the kingdom of God? How does my six-year-old open themselves to what God has to say? And I'm about to do this series on seeing Jesus with new eyes, and my goal is to look at these different people that have experience Jesus in the Gospels and try to see them with their eyes and to imagine a parent or a child, you know, these parents, I mean, I think I would want to bring my kids to Jesus and to be close to him and, you know, go on up, go sit on his lap, go see what he has to say. I think it's interesting too that the disciples seemed like this was kind of a bother. (laughs) Well, Jesus is too important to deal with these small little children, that's sort of the opposite of what Jesus wants. He was approachable, he was relatable, and he was interested in even the least among them. Over in Matthew chapter 18 is a parallel account of this, but the context surrounding that section of verses was a little bit different in which they were basically asking Jesus, who was the greatest in the kingdom? Who's going to be the most important, or I guess as Jesus is the king, Who's going to be your second in command? And he refers to becoming like a little child. You are the greatest when you are the least. That's when you're really the most important. He didn't want people in his ministry to like lift themselves up or think that they were so important. It's no longer I who lives. It's Christ who lives in me. Now you're born again and it's all brand new. Like you're experiencing it for the very first time. 
the born again idea in John 3 is an answer to how do you enter the kingdom of God? Nobody's going to enter unless they're born. They become this new person. They're born again. And then here it says, whoever doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child. Right shall not enter it. There's a way we receive it. We receive it like a child. And that's one piece of it to sort of figure out. And then the other piece of it is just receiving it. You know, you receive a gift, you receive something that someone is handing to you and you can either reject it or ignore it, or you can say, yes, I want that. Mm -hmm. So the kingdom of God, the rule of God in our lives over everything is something that like a child, I need to receive. And so I'm trying to think, like I said, like a kid, how do you receive it? And I think about my kids not being in control of very many things in their lives. I mean, we tell them when to get up. We tell them what they're going to have for breakfast and on from there. It's not like they don't have any choices, but they're within this structure of obedience that they live within and they have to trust us to take care of all the other stuff and they have to submit to us and much more than I ever would as an adult right now, they're good with it. Mm -hmm. How do I trust God with all of the stuff of my life and submit to him in all of the boundaries he's given? And just like a big-eyed child, look up at him and say, okay, I'll take your hand and I'm with you. Kids crave boundaries Mm. and direction from their parents like that's what they need and what they want they might not say that Mm -hmm. but when structure is given to them and when rules are laid out clear expectations are given to them that's where they can really thrive and know that okay if i do this then this will happen or conversely if i don't do this then this will happen so Mm. they understand the rules they understand the structure and like you said they're good with that Mm -hmm. they actually benefit from having that and so security yes we have a tendency you know as we get older to okay now it's my time to pave my own way and to make my own choices yeah i think that's really the two ideas that jesus is contrasting here on one hand you have this child who needs structure and does not decide their own way but then when we get older it's sort of our own choice and jesus is saying the kingdom is for those who don't want to forge their own path, who aren't interested in making up their own rules or deciding for themselves what's right and wrong. Mm. The kingdom is for those who are willing to listen and submit completely to what I want and to what God wants. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about ourselves. And this is probably maybe one of our least favorite parts of this introductory episode. Grown. Grown. Giant eye roll. (laughs) But yeah, in order for you guys to get a little bit more familiar with who we are, let's just talk briefly about who we are, what we do, just some of the basic stuff. So Ryan, I know you really want to start us off. Oh, I was so hoping that you would start. (laughs) You know, the hard thing is like, okay, who are you? And so you can, uh, do I start with like my CV? Do I go into my favorite Netflix show or you know, what is it about yourselves? And of course we're talking from a Our goal is to grow. We'll talk about our goals, I guess, in a minute. But I am an evangelist working with the North Church of Christ in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And so I'm a Bible teacher here, a gospel preacher. And my background, I've I've only been doing this here for four years, I think. My background is more in brand strategy. My degree is in graphic design. I worked kind of as a 
creative director with an ad agency in Phoenix, in Tempe, over by where Brian is, for 17 years. But I have, for a very long time, been a Bible geek. (laughs) A big nerd who always wants to talk about the Bible more than my favorite movies or records or anything like that. As long as I have ever known you, you <laughs> yeah. have been a giant <laughs> Which is which is a long time. It yeah. is, yes. Yes. Do you feel old yet? Uh no, I don't my body gets a little achy sometimes when I work out like I did yesterday for the first time in too long. Oh wow. But yeah, I don't I think the kids kinda keep us young. We started late on that, so I have a about to turn one on Valentine's Day, uh, my youngest daughter, Evie, and then I have a two-year-old daughter. They're less than 13 months apart named Nadia, and then a five-year-old boy named Asher and a six-year-old girl named Anna. And so most of my life is doing this stuff with the church and taking care of our family, and that's about it. And your lovely wife has allowed you to have some time to be here to do these recordings, which... If you haven't yet told her, tell her thank you for me. I will do that. Yeah, I committed to a certain amount of time commitment is all it will be. So I just think we need an excuse to talk to each other in these conversations. So this will give us that freedom. (laughs) You used to live, like you mentioned, here in Phoenix. And your mom is still here. Ryan's mom attends at the congregation that I'm currently at. So we get some of the scoop on what you guys are up to. (laughs) So it's been four years since you moved. Yeah, I started here October 1st, 2014. And you grew up here in Phoenix, but you weren't born here, right? Yeah, I'm sort of from all over. I was born in Ohio, moved there. My first birthday was when we were moving out to Phoenix, moved to Virginia when I was 11, Washington, D.C. area, and then back to Ohio for a few year, a couple years, and then graduated from high school on the island of Kauai in Hawaii, which was really fun. Then I went to Kentucky for a year and worked with a church there in a training program and got a chance to do some overseas work a couple times with uh, churches. And then I was in Phoenix from the time I was 19 until I moved here to Fort Wayne, Indiana. When Ryan was here in Phoenix, where I am, him and I were both deacons at the same time. The digital deacons. We shared our responsibility in terms of all things communication and technology here at the church at Monta Vista, where I attend right now. And that was a ball. I definitely needed somebody with the design sensibility that you had to actually bring all of our communications, all of our website, all that stuff up to a consistent basis. I don't know. You've been doing pretty well since I've been gone. But yeah, it was just fun. Well, only from what you have started, but it's definitely something that you're really good at. So if you've never checked out Ryan's sermon outlines or his slides on the North Church of Christ website, definitely check them out. This man is a master of uh, graphics and putting together ideas in a thoughtful way. Especially, I liked your most recent series on the cornerstone. It relates to your theme, right? What's the theme for this year there at North? Yeah, the elders here chose the theme of building on the rock, and they chose that passage in Ephesians 2, 18 to 22, where it talks about building us, building the body as a temple for the Lord, built on the foundation with Jesus as the cornerstone. And so we're 
talking about what that means to build with Jesus as our cornerstone, with the apostles and prophets as our foundation, and then to focus all of our work on each other, on people building, on building up this temple for God. And one of the great things about the Bible, obviously, is that it's full of such descriptive visual language. And so anytime you can have the opportunity to communicate that in a visual way, like within a sermon or on some visual aids, I think it helps people walk away and take the idea, just like the word pictures are intended to, also giving them something visual to see as a way of tying it all together. Anyway, yeah. not to nerd out about design too much in this. Yeah, well, I will have a hard time, I think, in this podcast, not having a whiteboard or something to try to, <laughs> I think, in pictures so I can't communicate without them sometimes. My hands, as we talk, are going crazy. So if you tied those down, I wouldn't be able to say anything. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I'm Brian Sheely, and I am a Phoenix native. I've lived here all my life. When I was 19, I met my wife, who is also a Phoenix native, Sherilyn. Wow. 19. Yes, I was 19. She was 21 at the time. I remember the gospel meeting where that happened. Yes. <laughs> Brother RJ Stevens, he had come to speak at another congregation in town, and I went to go visit, and that's where I met Sherilyn. And uncharacteristically of her, she actually came up and approached me and talked to me, <laughs> knowing after the fact that that is not within her nature to come and start a conversation with somebody. So providential empowerment. I'm chalking it up to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so about a year later, we were married. I was still in school. I went to Arizona State University for computer systems engineering, and I am by day a software engineer with a defense contractor here in town. My night job or my side job, as I already mentioned, I'm one of the deacons to serve here at the congregation where I worship at Monta Vista. I do all things tech, all things communication. And from time to time, I'm given the opportunity here to preach, which I guess this is kind of an interesting period in our time because Ryan Goodwin, who used to preach for us, for about five years, recently moved to another congregation to go help the work there. And so we, for the last few months, have been without a preacher. So myself and another brother, Alan Greeley, we're basically kind of sharing the load and preaching. So it's really interesting for me because obviously I love Bible study, but anytime you get to actually prepare a sermon or write a message that you want to deliver to the group, I find that there's like this special kind of focus that it provides you in your study. Yeah. Not even just thinking about yourself anymore, but also to think about how it's going to impact other people, what they need to hear, who else might be in the audience. I mean, there's so many factors yeah. to what you have to consider at that point. I think of preaching as a spiritual discipline because it's such a responsibility. It forces you to go into the depths of the grace of God, asking him for help and really seeking what is it that you are really trying to say? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different experience than just sitting down to read your Bible yourself. And I would definitely not say by any stretch that I'm a preacher or anything like that. I think, you know, I have this opportunity to do this on a periodic basis and I love it. Well, let me jump in and say uh, you're being a little a little over modest, I think, but <laughs> preaching for different congregations since you're pretty young. And also that the website there and the whole system and structure, I really doubt there's any church of any kind with a much better system just everything that you've built, everybody can go and look at the podcasts and the website and the YouTube and the Facebook, everything that you've done that's external 
It just needs to be somehow packaged and recreated and sent out for the kingdom to use everywhere. But Brian uh, is, is gifted in a lot of ways. Thanks, man. That's a little bit about us. Why did we even want to start a podcast in the first place? I have a feeling that all the things that we talk about on this show are really going to be the things that Ryan and I pretty much spend our time talking about anyway. Yeah. So just sort of recording them for posterity's sake is one motivation. What's a big reason for you? Like, why are you interested in really getting down and recording these episodes? First, it's selfish. I have learned that I grow in community. I grow with people that I have a close enough relationship with that have been taught by God with wisdom that I can just really challenge myself, ask big questions, confess, work through things, pray together, all of those kinds of things. And as one of my close thinking partners, besides our texts, we haven't had a chance to get as deep into conversation as I want, kind of crave those kinds of conversations. And so I'm excited from that standpoint, just to have another resource for growth. So that's, that's one thing. Yeah. And then I learned very early on, and this used to be one of the biggest parts of my job as a leader in the advertising business, our team really believed in collaboration. There's just nothing cooler than seeing something that you've created that no one person could have created on their own. All these ideas and inputs are putting together. Just collaborative creation is something I love. And so it's exciting to be able to just by maybe doing a little preparation occasionally, but mostly just have these conversations, try to create something that maybe blesses other people and that we can feel like hopefully the Lord can use us and make this a fruitful work. And just to sort of piggyback off of that, just to be very clear, our goal in this podcast is not necessarily to come from a place of authority necessarily, you know, where we know the answers or I know the answer and I am here to tell you or you are here to tell me or anything like that. I mean, this is going to sound a little off topic, but do you ever watch Top Chef? Sure. Yeah. So one of the judges on that show is Hugh Atchison and Hugh just started up this new podcast and it's all about food and the restaurant culture and everything like that. And he was talking to Tom Colicchio, which is also one of the, really the main judge on this show, Top Chef. And they were sitting in his kitchen and basically they were talking about how to stay approachable with food, like how to keep food culture kind of approachable for people. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he said was that it's not that he knows everything or that he has figured out all the answers of food and he's there to like tell people that he himself, as he talks about in this podcast episode, he's a learner and he's continuing to learn every day about food and it's something that he loves to learn about and in his words you know food is sort of an endless topic there's always things to talk about yeah yeah it got me thinking you know that is the bible and obviously even more than food the bible is an endless topic (laughs) there are so many things and you can talk about the same thing from the bible you can read the same verse in the bible six months apart and you might be in a totally different place in your life things might be completely different from when you read it before and the insights that you're able to get from it at a different space in time is really i think what it's all about not even just so much like knowing about it or learning about it but actually applying it into your life. That is probably one of my main goals here in this is just to be a learner, to be a collaborator, and really just to work through all these things alongside everybody else who's working through all these things. Yeah. You don't want it to be a disclaimer, but it's a good thing for people to know coming into this is this is different than 
teaching a class or preaching a lesson because we step into this, not that maybe we haven't done any preparation, although for this talk we haven't, but then sometimes maybe we'll have some work ahead of time. But the thing that draws me to this format is to ask the questions we don't know the uh, we we don't have that we're asking that we're trying to figure out and to knock it back and forth together and sharpen iron together and refine our thinking and then like you say refine our lives by it and the people that are your heroes the people you look to that just seem to be so mature in christ whenever you talk to them they're the people that have all these things they're working on and they're asking these questions, people who are in development and have this sense of how big the gap is to where they want to be and who Jesus is and what he's doing with them. And so, yeah, the more we just seek, this is a seeking podcast, I think, the more we seek and just look for the Lord, like Jesus said, receive that kingdom, the more we will have opportunity to let this podcast be useful for the two of us and maybe somebody maybe my mom (laughs) maybe somebody (laughs) is listening right Uh, maybe your wife will tune in occasionally somebody finds benefit from this hopefully yeah absolutely and (laughs) basically no topic is off the table here we're looking to talk about whatever seems to be of most importance or most interest at any given time and anything really that has to do with spurring us on to spiritual growth is definitely on the table here so maybe even um, a particular Netflix show that has an. I've made Netflix a theme of this podcast for some reason, but yeah, this episode has been brought to you by, by Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We're gonna try to keep these episodes roughly around thirty minutes. I don't think we're gonna be dogmatic about it, but. Definitely, if you have feedback, if you have questions, if you have things that you want to talk to us about, check us out on BibleGeeks.fm. There at the top of the page, you can click the link and drop us an email. And until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. See ya.